welcome back to True Origin. I'm glad you guys are with me for another episode. This is going to be episode 3, EP3. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the last two episodes, 1 and 2 in the trailer. So this is going to be the third episode. And yeah, we're just going to get right into it. Uh, The title for this episode is called The Usefulness of Lying and true focus and staying in motion. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. And so I, I, I'm sure you guys have some uh, have some quarrels with the usefulness of lying. So don't worry, we're going to get into that a little bit later. And we're going to, yeah, it's going to be a good conversation, I think. And so, so the first thing I want to talk about right now to start it off is is about focus or concentration focus concentrations the same thing so how how to achieve real concentration with work and what is concentration really so i think that when we cuz this is a buzzword focus is a buzzword we hear a lot in our culture in the world it's you know, focus, you hear laser focus, and we think of devoting everything to a single task. And I would say that's true. But I think a lot of people get go about focusing in the wrong way. So I think focusing is saying no to other things to pursue one single task. I think that's the core I think that's the core tenet to focus. I think that's the most important thing because as human beings, we cannot multitask. You hear a lot about multitasking and uh, some people might say, oh, you need to divide your attention towards multiple things at the same time. We're not built to do that. We cannot do that. It's just, and also it it produces poor quality of work as well. Even like, you know, when you're talking to other people, you can only talk to one person at a time. So if I'm focusing my energy towards one individual, then that that's all I can handle. I'm not going to hear, I mean, I might hear other people from other parts of the room, let's say, that are trying to get my attention. But I have the ability to ignore them and focus on you. Only when I pull away from the person I'm engaging with is where I move my focus towards someone else. Is when I move my focus somewhere else. So we can only focus on one thing at a time. And I think that's that's difficult for a lot of people. And it's understandable because there's so much to do and there's so much to watch and to listen to. And I think it's it's increasingly getting more and more difficult to focus, to achieve real focus, whether it's studying for an exam, whether it's sticking towards to something in your schedule and focusing on that singular thing. And, you know, you might have your phone in front of you, distracting you. So there's many enemies of focus. It's the phone. It's sometimes it's even your thoughts. Like sometimes... You know, even if I don't have my phone on me, so I, I will, I'll catch myself sometimes without my phone, 
and just being alone with my thoughts. And that can be distracting. <laughs> and I think, I'm not sure if this is talked much. Maybe, I'm sure it is talked about. But I think that it is very distracting, even without our little digital devices around. When we're trying to do something, we have thoughts racing or floating around in, in our head, right? And I think that for me, sometimes I actually need the phone to just get away from my mind, you know, to to relax and soothe my mind because it can be difficult. You know, I can't work if, for example, I cannot work if there's something pressing that's really bothering me, you know. I would have to do something to alleviate that pressure, you know. So for me, that's music. I use music a lot, you know, classical. I like classical. I like jazz. I like lo-fi. Um, sometimes like chill pop is actually really quite effective at relieving stress even, but allowing me to focus. And it takes my mind off of whatever thoughts were bothering me. So it can be difficult to achieve that focus when there's thoughts racing in your head. And I think that um, that's something I've struggled with, trying to focus when there's so many thoughts in my head. And so, you know, some people also talk about meditation. Meditation can help as well. Um, I might dive into that a little bit later, but 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 yeah so you know it's the phone and it's 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 our brain right it's our it's our the thoughts that roam inside uh, inside uh you know inside our brain i assume that's housed in the brain yeah <laughs> thoughts that are inside our brain um and and so that can be it can be it can be difficult so i recommend music i use music um but it's good to also be in a quiet place that helps as well. You know, sometimes when I'm working around people, I get distracted really easily. I, I can't, I just can't focus on the task at hand when I'm around too many people. I, I, I like to play, you know, I like to play. I like to, you know, talk about, you know, I'll talk about a myriad of different things that I think are fun or interesting, you know. And so it's just, it's a, it's a trap for me. So, you know, what I like to do, I like to be by myself. I like to have a book maybe. Um, also breaks too. I think that's the other thing too. Like if you don't take breaks, your mind will wander. You know, you only have so much juice and energy. Oh, if I say like juice, when I say juice, that is energy. <laughs> I know some people don't know. Um, some people don't know that uh, juice juice is energy like it's I don't know it's a little word I used to say when I was little it's like I got plenty of juice so it translate tra the translation is energy <laughs> so so uh, when I'm low on juice that usually tells me I need to take a break so breaks also are very they're very effective for increasing increasing uh, general cognitive ability I think I that I found at least I, I tend to work better and faster when I have breaks when I listen to music that those things very much help me when I'm doing work and so uh, sometimes music but sometimes there's times where music doesn't help me that much and it gets in the way if I'm dealing with a very complex problem I can't listen to anything I have to just focus on the problem 
And so, uh, so those are the instances, instances where concentration um, without any kind of outside interference is necessary, usually for really complex issues that I'm trying to solve. That's when I would not have music or anything and I'd just settle down and, and do it. And so, and so, yeah, so, um, the other thing, the next topic I wanted to go into here was, was about those who focus their energy and attention, attention, manifest their ambitions. And I think this is an interesting one because I think this, I think this is, has some kernels of truth in it. I think wherever we focus our attention, we're on the journey of manifesting our vision or dream. And obviously that happens over, I mean, you know, I can't tell you when you're going to achieve what's in your heart and in your mind. Um, that's not something for me to decide or anyone to decide really. You know, you could, you know, we could break it down into what's probable, what's likely, but at the end of the day, we don't know. And so... But here's what we do know is that if you keep hammering at your goal, it will most likely come to fruition if it's a realistic and feasible goal. Now, there are some goals that will never be achieved, and those are hard truths to explain to people. I've experienced those things. There's certain goals I've had for, you know, business ideas that didn't pan out. And, you know, that's okay. That's part of life. It's, you know, there's this great book called The Dip that talks all about different kinds of dips that you can encounter, um, especially like in business, but really in, in anything you do. You know, there's three types of dips. So if you're interested, it's called The Dip. Um, I forget the author's name. I think it's Goodwin, Eric Goodwin, something like that. I don't know his first name, but I know it's Goodwin. So I recommend like getting the audio because the audio is nice. You know, it's an hour spend about an hour in the car you can get it done just like that in an hour so that book's very good and it talks about dips and and so so certain ambitions or visions don't pan out I, I think there's some truth there but it doesn't mean you can't it, it doesn't mean it can't give birth to a new dream or goal and goal to achieve that dream because there's dreams and then there's strategies to achieve the dream and so those things need to be aligned and so I think that for the most part, if you're consistent and you put your best foot forward every day, you do your best, you know, you put, you do your best and you also say no to other things that you might want to do or things that you wouldn't want to do. Like sometimes we, we hear about, you know, stay away from drugs, stay away from alcohol, which is technically a drug. Uh, stay away from, you know, uh, any kind of pitfall you can think of that is bad. But what we don't get taught is that you should say no to things that you could do. For example, I could, let's say I could go and watch a movie with my friends. I could go to a concert. I could go for a walk. I could go to the gym for two hours. I could watch a movie for hours and hours, watch a, watch a bunch of movies for hours on end. I could watch, you know, spend my time on YouTube all day or for, you know, too long. And, you know, so those are all the things that I could do. And let's say I want to do, 
So they're not inherently bad things. None of those things are inherently bad. It's it, it has to do with moderation, right? We have to take everything with moderation. So I think if we do things moderate, if if we do things responsibly and not recklessly, it, for the most part, it won't be bad for us. You know, whether it's an activity or a food that we're ingesting, I think that for the most part, it's not bad. It's when we abuse it, it becomes an issue because, you know, it brings all sorts of other other factors that are not good. And, you know, so bad habits, right? So obviously we don't want to, we don't want to create bad habits because they're very difficult to get out of. But anyways, and so that's the example. You could do all those things, but instead you're going to pursue this one thing of reading a book. Let's say it's some book you really want to read. Let's say it's the thing you want to most do with your time. So the book is the number one thing you want to, to most do with your time. And there's all these other little good things that you could do that you would like to do, but you chase the book instead. That's what focus is. And I think you can, this applies with, I think this can apply to almost any situation. And that's a hard thing to do. That, that was a very difficult thing for me to get down because there was so much I wanted, to, there was so much I wanted to do, and it was difficult for me to narrow down exactly what I'm actually going to do. And I think this is a problem with creative people, especially because if you're creative, if you're talented, and you're good at a lot of things, it can be extremely difficult to to figure out what is that one single single thing that you would want to do above all else. That's very difficult, and so sometimes you the time gets divided doing everything and that usually doesn't pan out because you can't do everything and you can't be great at doing everything so you have to choose you have to choose your avenues where you want to go down but if you do focus the energy if you do guard your time you can you you can manifest your your ambitions um, what you want to do in your life and i think that's of paramount importance because Paramount importance. I think that's paramount. <laughs> this is the same thing, Mateo. I think it's I think it's extremely important to to choose what you want to do. And like everyone says that you know it's very important to choose what you want to do, but it, you know it's very hard to do that. And so you know so it's some you know some say follow your heart. Some say use your brain, think it through. I think it's some combination of both. To be honest, those are my findings throughout my 22 years living on earth and let me tell you I've grown a lot and I've been you know the goal for me has been really to try to focus on it's it's been trying to focus on what I need to do and this benefits you guys because you guys should be focusing on what you need to do and you know that is a difficult thing it's it's you know it's somewhat sacrificial because well, it is sacrificial because you're sacrificing other things you would want to do for that single great thing that you want to do most. So it is sacrificial. And I think that when we think of sacrifice, I think that most people don't like when we hear the word sacrifice. I didn't like hearing the word sacrifice when I was younger. I was told all the time, you know, Mateo, you have to sacrifice. You have to suffer through, you know, you have to work hard, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You have to choose, you know, you have to decide. And 
I always hated that. And I think that, but you know, that, that is life in in a nutshell. It's sacrifice, it's suffering. And we do what we can to reduce the suffering. And I think even though we don't think we're making sacrifices on like, maybe we're not, we're not, we're not aware of the sacrifices we're making. Um, but, but nonetheless, we are making them. We know we have to make certain choices. We know we have to choose to go down certain avenues. Um, so we know that. I guess it just doesn't get associated with the word sacrifice. And I know some people don't like hearing that word, but that is what we're doing consciously or unconsciously. And so, and so, yeah, so um, I'm going to, I want to move on to the next topic here. Uh, I wanted to go into, and, and also I think that's a very important thing that we need more of in life is to hear about sacrifice and to hear about, you know, we need to know that there's going to be things that are going to come along the way that are going to be difficult. Like we're going to suffer. And I think there's a lot of suffering going on right now in many, many different spaces in, uh, in the world. And I think it's good to prepare. I think we need to prepare for it. I think preparation, it gives you at least some time to take the blow. You know, it's like if you're in a boxing match, right? Well, those fighters prepare all their lives for months and months to take a punch, to be ready for anything. You got to be ready for anything before you walk into that ring or into that octagon. I'm a big MMA fan too, so I'll use the octagon analogy. <laughs> so if you're walking into the octagon, you're walking into the theater of the unknown. And so you need to be able to mentally be prepared, physically be prepared. And that's very difficult. And I've been listening to a lot of fighters and they mainly say that the mental the mental fortitude is, is absolutely crucial. Because you can absolutely fall apart in the fight if you're not mentally prepared for, for your opponent. And for the moment, too. The moment's big, you know? You, you train for months and months and months to get to this one single, to this one night where everything you've done, all the effort, all the time, all the money, all the pain, all the sacrifice, it, it comes to this crescendo-like experience to where you're going to lose or win. And so the stakes are really big. And, and, but the good thing is that I think the, the best fighters, they prepare. And when you prepare, you have a chance. And the blow's a little, the blow still stings, obviously. If you're getting hit in the stomach, you're getting your legs checked, you're getting knees, you're getting elbows, you're getting sometimes headbutts, you're getting shoulder strikes, courtesy of Conor McGregor. <laughs> he was the first one to introduce uh, shoulder strikes. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, and so there's a lot of crap coming at you. So you, you got to be prepared for that. And being prepared helps immensely. So I think if we could tell people to be prepared for, be prepared to sacrifice, be prepared to make some truth. Because what, what you, another word besides sacrifice is what's called trade-offs. So there's trade-offs in life. There's trade-offs everywhere in life. 
you don't get to have it all. And so the best we can do is to prepare and to be ready for anything. And I think that's really good advice. And um, I think meditation helps with that. I think being connected with your connected with your loved ones help with that. And, you know, that that's all we can do. So that's obviously really, really important. And so I think also once we are. Yeah, so that's all I want to say there. And so this next little topic, I wanted to speak on retirement. Retirement is, it's a very odd idea. Like, what do people refer to as retirement? Well, I guess the the most common use for the word is for when someone, an individual at the end of their career or life of working can finally leave work and enjoy the rest of their life doing essentially whatever they please with however much money they have accumulated over their lifetime to relax and, you know, just, you know, yeah, I guess (laughs) relax, just enjoy the rest of their life. I don't know what retirees are doing. I guess they're on a beach in Caicos or something. Uh, sipping a pina colada, <laughs> you know, just enjoying their retired life. And I think that I, I, I don't like the idea of retirement. I, I think for me, retirement, I think it's important to always be doing something. I think work, work is a lifelong thing. Work, work is something, work is important. Work is important. Meaningful work is very important. And I think that that's a lifelong thing. I I don't personally like the idea that there's going to come a time to where you're not going to have to work anymore. And it's, it's almost like it's, it's almost like, I don't know. I, I just, I think you should enjoy every year as it comes. You should enjoy the work you're doing. Right? You shouldn't feel, you shouldn't you shouldn't be focused on retirement. Right? Because I, I think that's where it gets bad. I well, I think that's where it's unproductive. I think that's where it gets I, I guess that's my issue with it. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna work, 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 work until I get retired. Oh god, I cannot wait till retirement. You know, I think that's very weird. I think we should enjoy each moment of our lives and I think that if you want to retire, sure, retire, but it shouldn't be based off of, you know, just waiting for that one day to happen because then you're not, you know, I I don't think you're focusing on the now. And I think that, I think that you shouldn't care if that day comes or not. Now, obviously when it comes to finances, yes, we all want to be financially free. I want to be financially free um, and, and do as I please, but I don't think I'll ever retire I think the goal would be to to stop slaving away making dollars in the worst way possible. Right? You want to I I think the goal for everybody is to get good at generating money. Put the least amount of work and get the most amount of uh and get the most amount of cash. Yeah, get the most amount of cash. Like you want to get the biggest reward. So Less work, more reward. That's the idea of it. And so as we get older, we don't want to work harder for the same amount of money, 
right? Or even for more money. We want we want the work to be easier and we want the output, our output to be greater. So whatever we're putting in our input, we want that to be less and we want the output to be greater because that's gonna that's going to that's going to lead to greater productivity overall. And so that's the goal, I think. The goal is not to uh, even playing it safe, like we can go into like, okay, should you play it safe? I think playing it safe is, well, I mean, from a financial perspective, uh, I won't speak on that, but I think in general, I think playing it safe can have, can have seen and unforeseen ramifications. I think that you can't really go on an adventure if you're just playing it safe all the time, whether you have kids whether it's a career move, like you can't always play it safe. Life is not safe. Um, now, that doesn't mean you should be reckless, but it just means, it means you need to be intelligent. You need to take calculated risks. That's not playing it safe. That's just being smart. That's just being smart with the, the cards you're being dealt with. Um, so that's what I would say with that. I don't like the word retirement. Um, same with people that think like once they're out of college, you know, I don't have to learn anymore. I'm done. I just do my work, my job, and that's it. You should be constantly learning every day of your life. Life is nothing but learning, learning, progressing, mastering. That's life. Period. End of story. There's not a time where that ends because the world is constantly shifting. The game is always changing. The game is always changing, right? The game's always changing, so you have to stay updated constantly, and that's. I would say a drag for some people. It is difficult because there's so many other things in life they have to take they have to take into consideration. Also, stuff that's outside of your control. Like there's things inside of our control and there's things outside of our control. So when it comes to things that are outside of our control, that can obviously throw a wrench into the to, into our plans, into anything that we were trying to you know build towards. And so, yeah, I don't like the word retirement. I don't think it's a good goal to tell people that you should shoot for retirement. Or maybe maybe for most people, that's what they want. Listen, whatever you is a free country, do whatever you want. Like, as long as you're not hurting other people, as long as, you know, we're all getting along, that's fine, you know. But I think personally that retirement for me, I don't like the word retirement. Um the goal for me would to not be a slave towards generating money. So I want to get, I want to get faster, smarter when it comes to creating wealth. That, that should be the goal for everybody, I think. So at the end of my life, I don't have to, you know, break my freaking back to provide for my family or my grandkids or whatever. You know, that's, that doesn't seem like a happy ending to me. That seems like, Seems like a nightmare. So, yeah, retirement. So let me know what you guys think about that. You know, do you want to retire? What are your opinions around retirement? Am I completely wrong? Is it just, you know, oh, Mateo, you're <laughs> you're, you're going about the whole wrong way. Retirement's actually fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I could be wrong. I don't know. Someone could be in like, I don't know, California or somewhere, somewhere in the world that's beautiful. Uh, just chilling, having a great time in retirement. You'd be like, yeah, that guy's crazy. So I could be crazy. I've said crazier stuff. So, <laughs> okay. So 
so the next the next thing I wanted to speak about was uh, was about I wanted to talk a little bit about modern culture and the paradoxes that are seemingly everywhere. <laughs> and so so this first paradox would be I kind of already addressed it with the retirement, but it's choosing security and safety versus adventure and risk. And I think that I think that is like adventure and taking calculated risks is for me the way to go. It, for some people, it might not be the way to go, and that's okay. You know, it's I'm not sure if it's meant for everyone to do that. Well, I I do know that everyone should have an adventure in their life. Um, you know, I don't think anyone should live a mediocre mediocre life. But I think safe. I think being playing things safe and having security. I don't like those words. I think those are things that are meant to paralyze people. You know, I think at least for me, it's. I don't know. It's. I mean, it's good to be to have security. Well, let me say this actually. I think that security is a good thing, because ultimately that's what I want through being able to produce money more easily. That's going to essentially guarantee me security in my life. Essentially. Things happen. Listen, there's there's been people that have lost fortunes. I think it's rare though. Um, but if you're competent and intelligent and, and you have a good team around you, you know what you're doing, it's very unlikely that you're going to lose wealth. But... But that's true. So people who amass wealth, yes, they do have security. So I do want security. I'm sorry. I pro- I just contradicted myself. <laughs> I was saying that, oh, security's bad. Oh, safety, you know, don't play things safe. So, you know, it's, listen, there's these contradictions in life. That's why I have this topic in here. Because <laughs> that's kind of a contradiction. I, I guess the security that is bad is, is, I don't know, staying with the company for a long, long time that you're unhappy in and, and the pay is secure. But you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's there's different there's different scenarios we can we can go into. You know, there's jobs that you know th- there are jobs to where the pay is good, but people aren't happy or the culture is toxic. There's companies that have kind of a different layout to where the pay is bad, but the culture is incredible. It's very meaningful work, right? And then there's some you know mix of the two, and so. And so, you know, it's it's not easy it's not easy to tell people what they should do with their lives in the first place. I think when people say, Oh, you should do XYZ with your life, it's like, oh well you're biased because if you've made it, if you're successful, of course you're gonna tell other people, Oh, do it this way, it worked for me, it'll work for you. It's like, well, well not necessarily. I don't have your intelligence, maybe, and maybe I don't have your looks, maybe I don't have your your network, maybe I don't have your in you know, the intangibles, right? The personality. Um, I think that it's very, I think that when people say that it's, it's, it's just not precise. You know, I think people are different. I think people are similar in many ways. You hear about how human beings are, we are the same coin, but there's two sides, two sides of the same coin. That's what human beings are essentially more the same, but we are, you know, we are different in, in different in, uh, in certain in certain domains we we differ but you know so 
talking about that, it's like, you know, when it comes to advice, you know, it's, it, it can just be tricky. It can be very tricky to give people advice. Now, there's certain things that we know work most of the time, generally, with most people. That's true. So I think it's good to just experiment. I think experimentation is important. I think that we need to experiment with things. We need to try things, you know, as with as much knowledge as we can muster. But we cannot just just be in a box and you know, we, we can't just be boxes and addicts, right? We just stay there for years and years and years. We don't experiment. We don't do anything. We collect dust, you know, and we tell other people to do the exact same thing. I don't think that's good advice. I don't think that's something... I don't think that's somewhere somewhere we should go. So that's one of the first. That's one of the first. Uh, that's one of the uh, paradoxes that society and culture throws our way. Um, one of the other paradoxes would be this next one here. You can have it all in life, and you have, but at the same time, you have scarce choices and resources that is such it's so contradictory because you hear this all the time i can have it all i can do whatever i can you know it's just not realistic because when we look at reality we have choices and we have scarce resources and we have extremely difficult we have difficult moments to make when we're making choices about where we should go in our life how we should we use our resources or the little resources we have? And so, you know, all that's very difficult to tell people you can have it all is nonsense. You know, it's just you're not going to be able to have it all. And uh, I guess an example of having it all. Okay, so you can, okay, let's say you can be 6'4, you can have, you can be super smart, you can have as much money as you want, you can, you know, have great friends. You can, you know, have the perfect relationship. You can, you can, you know, do no wrong. You can, what are some of the other things I say? You can, I don't know. Everyone loves you. Like, stuff like that. You know, some of that stuff is kind of, I'm just pulling out of my head from what I can remember. Um, but, you know, that that's just incorrect. And, you know, nothing's perfect, you know, and I think I think when they say that you can have it all in life, to me, that is analogous with perfection. And I'm sorry, but human beings aren't perfect. We're perfectly flawed or perfectly imperfect. That's what I want to say. So we know we're that. And I and I think that's the, you know, and I think that's problematic. I think it's problematic to say we can have it all. You cannot have it all. You must make choices. You must make decisions. We make that all the time. For example, when it comes to choosing a partner or a mate, you have to make a choice. If you're a woman or a man, you might have a couple girls you're seeing that you like. Okay, you have to decide which one you're going to go with. If you're a girl, you have a couple guys, all right, you have to choose who you're going to go with. You know, that's a choice right there. You can't have it all. You can't have all of them. I mean, you get, I guess you could have all of them. <laughs> I mean... You, could, I mean, it's possible, or some of them. I don't know. You know, people might not care. They might all just, you know, what is it called? Uh, polygynous was it? Yeah, polygynous or polyandry. It's uh, polygyny, I believe, is where 
you have one man that has multiple women as girlfriends or sexual partners and then polyandry is to where you have a woman it's kind of the opposite of that it's a woman with multiple male uh, uh, mates and so so th- listen it exists there's also polyamorous relationships and you know you have monogamous relationships but that is not what this episode's about <laughs> so you know but you but you have to choose um you know so that that's just part of life yeah, you need to choose career, who you're going to be with, what dog you're going to get. You can't get every dog you love. It's just too many dogs. All right, even if you do, you won't be able to spend time with all of them. You know, so <laughs> you just can't have it all. When you, your life is not going to be perfect. So, okay, the next paradoxical, uh, the next paradoxical statement right here is facts are facts versus facts aren't real. So a fact is a fact. The sun, the sun is a ball of fire and heat and whatever else the sun is made out of. That's a fact. Without the sun, um, our entire ecosystem would dramatically change. The sun is important for so many different aspects in our life. The plants need the sun. The animals need the sun. We need the sun. We need the sun to be happy. Not to be happy, but to... Well, no. Well, yeah. You need, we need vitamin D from the sun. That's very important. Um, obviously, if you live up north, you, you, the sun doesn't come up as much. If you live far north, like Canada, uh, deep into Canada, um, you know they take uh, vitamin D tablets because... Uh, you know, there's certain uh, functions that vitamin D plays within our body. But I do know that people tend to be unhappier when there's no sunlight and if they're not getting that vitamin D. And it's, it's very important to have it. So I'm, that's a fact. Or, you know, matter. All right, everything's made out of matter. That's another fact. You know, apples are red. Apples can be green. Those are very common, simple facts. But um, nowadays, people are saying that, you know, facts aren't real. And we can kind of, the, the world is, the world is what I say it is. That, that is the growing feeling. The world is how I see it. Damn you if you say otherwise. And so, you know, that's one of the paradoxical realities we're living in, which is very bizarre. Um, you know, it, it's, it's. Yeah, you know, so it's, um, it's, I I think everyone's having a tough time understanding (laughs) what people are saying and believing in these days, but, you know, we will work through it, we'll, we'll, we will traverse through these, um, through these difficult times and figure out, you know, figure out the way forward, so, uh, the next one is being dependent versus, uh, being dependent, now this one is like kind of funny because, being independent, you know, it's this whole trend of independence and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think that people, for the most part, you know, humans, we, we need our our autonomy, but we also need people to rely on and to lean on when, when we're going through hardships. So we need both. So we're not one or the other, we're both. So it is paradoxical, but it makes perfect sense. 
when you think about it, because if I'm going through a difficult time, you know, I'm going to need my mother or my father or my best friend to lean on, you know, or to, to go to, to vent and to, it, this all, this, this honestly goes into mental health. You know, you can't keep it all inside and you can't keep it all, you can't keep it all inside. You can't keep it all to yourself. You need to express what you're feeling to other people. That's just what human beings need to do. Um, sometimes it's in the form of crying. Sometimes it's in the form of, you know, sighing or whatever. I don't know how you guys, how people, people express their emotions differently. Obviously there's a right way to go about it, a wrong way to go about it. Obviously we shouldn't emotionally dump our feelings onto other people. Um, I don't, I'm not really, I don't think that's right. Um, especially if it's random, obviously if it's in a, a setting to where, the other person's listening, then you can vent and release your emotions. But, but yeah, we need each other. We need our independence and we need someone to depend on. You know, I don't like the idea of being alone all the time and just keeping it to yourself. This whole lone wolf sigma type, <laughs> type of uh, mindset. I don't think that's good. I think that's really unhealthy. And if anyone is content, they are by far the minority of the minority of human beings on earth like we're social creatures at the end of the day it doesn't matter if you're introverted or extroverted okay so we're going to go on to so those are some of the paradoxes that I've, I've seen in our culture and I think that the most important thing we can do is think these things through. We really need to be able to to do critical thinking. Critical thinking is difficult. Uh, a lot of people don't like to think. They don't like to spend time understanding what went wrong. What did they do? How can we make the situation better? You know, because it, it's 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 it can be frustrating a lot of the time. It can be stressful. When things go wrong, you have to use your critical thinking, put your critical thinking hat on and figure out what went wrong and how can I go about uh, preventing it in the future. So critical thinking is important. Um, it's also good to get second opinions from smart people. Um, I think that's important too because two brains is always going to be better than one. This is why businesses are divided into divisions. For that specific reason, there's too much to do. So they have divisions or departments that have different tasks that they must complete at set date. You know, you know whether it's like sales, whether they have to meet quotas, or you know, whatever. I don't know what you know, whatever quarter they're in, if they have to meet certain deadlines. Um, but that's you know, it's important to be able to do that critical thinking. And then, um, so I wanted to leave that. I wanted to talk about this next topic. Um, are we obligated to help other people? I think this one is interesting. Um, this is going to lead into the lying part, the useful lying part of the podcast episode. Um, so this, I'm going to get into it here. So I think when it comes to obligation to help other people, I think it's not a straightforward answer because I think we're obligated to help our family members. Well, well, 
I think we're obligated. Sorry, I'm trying to think this through. I think we're obligated to help those that we deeply care about, that we call family. Because there's some people that are born into families that don't care about them. Their parents don't care about them. Their brothers and sisters are, you know, all over the place. Or you might not have siblings. You might be single. You might be an only child. And so whoever's close to you, and whoever you consider family, I think comes first. And then friends. And then I would say other people. I think the obligation is... I don't like that word when it comes to other people. I think we are... We should help other people. I think that is a... a I think it's a generous thing to do. I think we should help our fellow neighbor. I would highly suggest that we help our fellow neighbors, but we have to obviously take care of ourselves and our family first, first and foremost, before helping others. Uh, I couldn't help someone else before helping my mother or my father or my little sister. I can't do that. So it's important to, so yeah. So leaving that, um, so lies, 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 are useful in many circumstances. Uh, lies can be hidden for decades, even centuries, going unnoticed. I'm sure that happened way before the internet and the iPhone, way before we, we, we conceived these devices and these technologies that make everyone an open target, right? And so I think that lying is useful and easy to do. It's very easy to lie. You know, someone asks me for information, directions. There's different degrees of lies too. You know, there's there's lying about just general basic facts. There's lying about, you know, like I said, directions where someone should go. There's lying about, you know, what day it is. I don't know why you would lie about that. I think that's kind of a lame example. But there's lying about a myriad of different low level they're they're like low level type lies they they don't the the, the negative the the negative effect of the lie itself isn't super damaging and then there's lies that are, that are second degree which are more severe they're more damaging but still you know not anything to write home about and then there's lies that are extremely damaging but even so even the small lies those I would say they're, they are, I would say they are, I, I would say over time, they're micro, they're micro, they cause micro damage. Let's put it like that. They cause micro damage because, because if you're lying to me about basic stuff, how the hell can I trust you with more important information? That autom- automatically makes you not trustable if you're lying to me about basic little things. You know, so it's not good to do small little lies. It's not good. Even though they're small, they, they can have a long-term damaging effect. Like I said, it's it's micro damage. Every lie can be considered like a micro, like like a small, like a small cut, I guess. Right? But over time you have cuts all over your body from head to toe. You know, that <laughs> think of but how make that a mental image in your mind. Cuts all over your body from head to toe. Yeah, that's definitely going to cause long-term damage, 100%.
So the more severe lies are obviously very bad, you know, cheating, uh, lying about finances, embezzling money from your company, uh, murdering people, lying about the people you murdered, <laughs> um, you know, all sorts of heinous crimes and disgusting acts that people do and lie about. Um, so obviously those are very damaging. Those are the ones that, you know, we like to we like to obsess about because it's high drama, it's intrigue, etc. And so I think the next thing to to talk about is so why would we tell the truth when I can simply lie to benefit myself? Well, I think the answer to that is that you cannot bend reality any way that you want to and expect it not to come back at you. You can't do that because although you may not see any ramifications today, tomorrow, next week, next month, at some point in your life, things are going to, if you keep lying, especially if you keep lying, at some point that crap is going to catch up to you. It's going to catch up to you. It's going to blindside you in a way that's going to be nasty. That's going to be unpleasant, uncomfortable. So you can't get away with it. People always get their due, I think, for the most part. You know, there's there's some stories where it's, it sometimes it feels like the bad people always get away with their evil deeds. And I think that that's what it feels like. And I think that we're just seeing one part of the story. You know, the, this is why vision so this is why the this is why vision is so it's so incredible and complex because we can't see the whole picture. You know, I, I don't, I, I can't see what's going on, the intimate details of another country or a situation or relationship in another country. I can't see the intimate details. There's so much I can't see. <laughs> like, that's, that's the main thing. We can't even see at night. You know, God knows what's going on at night without flashlights or the moonlight. You know, it's very hard to see. You know, we flash a light on it and all of a sudden we could see what's there that we couldn't see before. So there's all sorts of stuff we can't see. And so I think that that there's a short-term benefit to these these little tiny lies that build up over time, accumulate over time, and can really cause uh, large-scale large-scale damage. Sometimes it might not even be repairable. I think when people say time heals all, there's some things, there's some bridges that do get burnt. Uh, you know, I, I I do agree with that. For good reasons or for good reasons or for bad, you know, based off of uh, emotion, sometimes, well, not even sometimes, most times, emotion gets the better of us, and it takes a long time to obviously be disciplined when it comes to reining in your reining in our emotions, because emotion actually stands for energy in motion. Like that's what it means, emotion, energy in motion. So it's. So it takes time to master and to have that control. Um, but yeah, so I, I also think that, you know, is lying a strictly subjective perspective? So I guess it is. Is it. Is there no objectivity in lying? Can lies be objectively? Can there be certain things? Are lies objectively wrong? And I would say that's a tricky, that is a tricky slope to go down because 
this goes into, you know, can can morally good things come out of lies? I would say in some circumstances, yes. Like, I would say that. I think that... You know, it's difficult. I, it, I think, I think, I think, yes, there's some things, you know, they're, they're, like, okay, for example, um, your father has cancer or, you know, or someone you know has cancer. Okay. So, okay, let's use your father. Your father has cancer. And, and let's say you're the, his wife and you have to tell your kids. Are you going to tell him the day of? Of course not. You know, I mean, well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't, to be honest, I, don't, I wouldn't know how to handle that situation. I think I would need time to, to, well, well, and it, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that example. I think there's a difference between lying and delaying the truth. Now, is delaying the truth lying? That's I could, but I could just hold the truth captured. I could hold the truth for as long as I want, right, and never tell them the truth. Like, is that wrong? I don't know. I mean, is that lying? I mean, well, I guess you have to. You're gonna have to tell the person some other story. So I guess you are lying. You are lying and delaying the truth. Like that's what lying is essentially, right? Because when you lie, you're delaying the truth. You're not giving the full story. Right? So you're not, you're not exactly right. You're not, you're not giving them, you're not showing them all your cards. You could think of it that way. Um, but I, I think, I guess if I could think of a good example Okay, if some okay, let's not use the, the, the cancer uh, example. Let's use let's use uh, let, let's say uh, someone dies in a, I don't know someone in the military dies. Maybe the mother says that oh you know makes a story about how you know your father maybe he was murdered overseas, and let's say she tells the story to her kids that uh, their father was died from some illness, right? To spare them some pain, because the pain of knowing about the pain of knowing that someone out there intentionally killed their father might be too great. So it's it's kind of like people view that as like a mercy, like being merciful, but not revealing the full truth. Because the truth, the the thing with the truth is, it is so difficult to, it's it's very difficult to tell someone the full truth. Depending on what it is, like there are some truths that people cannot handle. And is, is it right for us to tell them the truth, even though full knowing that they're going to absolutely take it the wrong way and they're not going to be maybe even to recover? That, that's a very difficult question to answer. I would say, you know, I guess prob- probably not. You know, probably not. Although, you know, we at the same time we we doubt people's capabilities. We doubt people's potential with to handle certain things. I mean, you know, maybe they maybe we perceive that they can't, but you know, they could surprise us. But I think more more often not, it's no. More often not, no. You know, you shouldn't tell anyone. You shouldn't tell that person the truth if you know you know them inside out. You know they're gonna take it the way, or you know it's gonna take them years to recover from it. It's like, do I want to put that person through that amount of anguish and suffering? It's like ah. Maybe I'll pass on that. So, I don't know. I think in some cases it, it can be morally good to do it. Especially with children. You know, children are innocent. And, you know, do I want to traumatize my kid by telling him that his father was murdered? You know, it's probably not. 
maybe I'll delay the truth and tell them the truth at some point in the future. Is that okay to do that? I mean, I would say yes. I would say that's okay to do that. I would say it's okay. I mean, if you never tell your kid, that's bad. But if you tell them once they're adults, that's okay. So you're withholding the truth. So you are lying about what happened to their father. Yeah, you are lying. But the intention was not to lie for the sake of lying because because I could or because you know it doesn't benefit her by doing that and she she would be thinking about her children so that makes sense so I think in that case it's not it's, in that case lying is is a moral good I think and so and so I think that Oh, sorry. If you heard that little bump, that was just my laptop. Sorry if you heard that over the mic. But I think that um, I think that lies can define and destroy people's reputations. Lies can definitely be used as a weapon, like deception. When we think of deception, deception is utilized as a weapon to inflict pain and chaos, right? And to manipulate others into bending to our will. And I think those types of lies is, is it's extremely dangerous. Like those are people we need to stop. Like it's extremely dangerous to do that. You cause so much unneeded pain and misery upon others when you're lying like that. When you are feeding them misinformation about important things. So lying can be extremely dangerous. There are some people that can never trust people again. They become cynical for life. And it's like, you know, when you come across someone who has, who is cynical and, you know, just doesn't, doesn't see the point in trusting anyone but themselves, you can understand where they're coming from. I mean, especially in relationships, you know, there, there are some people get used and abused and manipulated so much and they can't find anything or anyone, anyone rather, anyone good that will tell them the truth and that will you know, treat them with respect. And you treat someone you treat someone with respect by telling them the truth. You disrespect someone when you tell them a lie. You know? And you know, I'm not sure if that distinction's made very often, but but I think that's it's nonetheless important to to talk to 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 reveal these to to, to talk about these things. And so, you know, your reputation can get destroyed if you lie enough. If you lie enough, if you lie consistently over and over again, yes, you, you're going to destroy your reputation potentially. And so, you know, lying is, is one of the worst things in the world. And I think that also, moving on from that, I wanted to talk about how, well, actually, I guess this is connected to that, the, about how some people still view the world as being black and white and it's not black and white it's fundamentally mixed everything almost everything's almost everything is on a sliding spectrum and so you know it's it, this is why critical thinking is important because if you're not a critical thinker you do believe that the world is black and white and that's because you lack the data and the knowledge same thing Mateo you lack the knowledge the other you, you lack knowledge period end of story because if you think it's black and white, you just don't know X, Y, and Z that's going on, right? And 
And so that's why it's important to be knowledgeable and to be a critical thinker because the world is incredibly intricate. And people are very intricate. And to understand the world, you have to understand people. And, you know, and you have to understand the environment. And those things are, are, are take time and they take, you need to be, you need to be, you need to be prepared. You need to read. You need to be informed about what's going on in, in the world. And so I can't stress enough that, you know, knowledge is very important and you need to be intelligent in order to, in order to, to, to discern truth from lies and also be able to understand where you stand in, in the middle of this thing called life. Whether that's career, whether that is your relationship, whether that is, whether that is, I don't know, uh, where you want to move, you know, things like that. And I would also say that the tragedy of this is that reality is too often warped by evil and imperfection. And, you know, there are people who are gifted with great talent and intellect that become arrogant, become rude, become think they know everything. And I think that and it's not just them. It's it's you know, it's it's people on the road. It's, you know, people road rage, you know. It's like the point is that I'm I'm poorly making is that the world is imperfect and we need to be dangerous. We need to be smart. We need to be conscious about what we're doing, what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. And to do that, you need to be knowledgeable. You need to have skills. You need to think through things. That is incredibly important. You need to be able to negotiate and you need to be able to be strong. You need to have some backbone because people are going to say no to you. People are going to be nasty to you. People are going to, you know, the world is going to come after you and the world is made up of people. So, you know, we have to be, you have to be prepared for anything. And, you know, that's one thing you can't be prepared for life. You know, life hits you. And so, and so, you know, the goal is to obviously build a reality, build a narrative that is, is worth fighting for, is worth building, you know, prosperity, love, peace, all those things. That is what's worth building. And to do those things, you have to be intelligent. You can't be dumb and you can't not want to work. You have to do those things. And I think, you know, that's another podcast in itself talking about work ethic and, you know, how you should construct your week and your day. Um, there's lots of, I think there's, <laughs> there's a lot of subjectivity. There is some objectivity in it. You know, I, once again, you know, you have to th- think critically about these things and, Make decisive decisions and experiment. That's really what it is at the end of the day. And also, like, you have to also become comfortable with uncertainty because there's so much life sometimes feels like a coin toss. And there's a lot of uncertainty in the world. And, you, you know, you have to learn how to deal with that. And that's also stress. You know, and when you're stressed, you can't. You cannot have fun. You can't. You can't let loose. You have to work, right? You have to figure things out, and that takes energy and and 
but you know it's it's necessary you know we have to figure out how we're going to navigate around different obstacles that fly our way and so i i wanted to talk about so i'm going to move on from lies and truth and deception and uh pain i wanted to talk about uh this is going to be the last topic is uh motion 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 staying in motion uh, motion is insanely powerful and it is positive. It can be, I think it's, it can be either positive, negative, or neutral. So, you know, um, a positive motion would be, would be positive motion would be that you're inclining, you're gaining steam, you're moving towards something that is better than where you are, right? You're moving towards abundance. You're moving towards uh, peace. You're moving towards uh, better relationships. You're moving towards um, your vision, whatever it is. That's that's positive motion. Uh, negative motion would be you're declining. You're falling apart. You are uh, you are being derailed, and you're going down a path that could lead you to uh, darkness. You know, hell, things like that. And then uh, neutral motion would be stagnation. You're just existing. And honestly, neutral could be negative as well because you're just existing. You're not doing anything. You're staying in one place, you know, whether that's playing video games, doing nothing all day, you know, just wasting time. You know, when I say wasting time, I mean seriously wasting time. Like you're doing nothing when you're a young adult and you should be out working, out having some fun, enjoying life, you know, doing those things. So being neutral, having... uh, motion that is neutral is is very bad it's it's almost like you're in prison you know you're not going anywhere you just do the same thing every day eat your bread sit in the cell i'm not i don't know if this is what prisoners do i'm sure they do other things like labor and things like that i'm just using it as an example but you know you're just existing and that is a form i mean that's a form of death i mean declining negative motion that's a form of death as well you're on your way to death both of those strategies you're on you're on your way to death so staying neutral, going, declining, bad, bad, bad. That's bad motion. And the thing about motion is it's very difficult to stop. Um, you can stop, but it's very difficult because if you've been doing something for 48 days, 50 days, you know, a year, it's like that just compounds. Just like, you know, we talked about uh, compounding interest. You make more money. This is the same thing. Keep you keep screwing up. You continue to... Um, not get your act together as best you can. Nobody's perfect. Um, even when you, are, by the way, even when you are inclining and when you have positive motion, you still might mess up. But the thing is, you have such great, you have so much consistency moving towards that thing. You can bounce back very easily. Now, when you're going the opposite way, it's very difficult. You can fall back into those pitfalls, into those, uh, into those mud flats where you feel stuck. And I've been in those mud flats to where I feel stuck and or to where I'm sinking. And it, it can be, it's a suffocating feeling. Uh, it's an anxiety, it's, I mean, it's bad. You get a lot of anxiety, you feel tired, you're health-wise, you're screwed. You know, you just, it, it's, oh God, it's so hard to explain all the emotions with it. But it's the loneliness, it's, the chaos of it, nothing's in order. Everything's just out of place. That's a good word to use, order. 
um, you're not happy. You're not happy with yourself. You're not happy with your environment. You know you should be doing something more, but you choose not to. That's declining. That's staying neutral. You don't want to do that. Also, what is, what's motion? So motion. And when you think about this, everything is in motion. What is everything? So I'm going to make a specific, I'm going to cite a specific example in the human body. Uh, blood, heart, neurons, cells, lungs. Those things are always in motion. Your heart is always in motion. Whether you're sleeping, whether you're awake, your heart is always pumping blood. It is always in motion. It's doing everything it can to keep you alive 24-7 keep you alive that is what the heart does the heart's job is to pump 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 blood in every square inch of your body so that you can perform optimally so that you can go out and live the life you want to live so that you can stay in motion right and the neurons are in your brain i mean you can even think about the whole nervous system i mean you have signals like all from the your foot all the way up to your brain you know and I think that's incredible. They're sending messages. I mean, you, there, there, there's messages being sent everywhere throughout the body all the time. And so, and your lungs as well. You always have to breathe. You know, um, at night you have to breathe. So your lungs are always working. They don't, they don't take breaks. So why should you not be in motion? You should be in motion all the time. Your body's in motion all the time. At least those parts. So you should be in motion all the time. There's no excuse. Your body... Does everything it can to keep you alive and to protect itself. Why are you not moving? Why are you not just do something? It, it doesn't have to be big. It can be tiny. It can be small. But that's progress. Get 1% better every day. That's the mentality. Get 1% better every day. By the way, if you guys drink bubbly, I would recommend bubbly sparkling water. I've been drinking it. Um, it's pretty good. It's, uh, you know, zero calories. I feel fancy while I'm drinking it. <laughs> I feel uh, I feel like I'm a tier above everybody else drinking regular water. <laughs> bubbly. Yeah, it's a good brand. I like bubbly. Sorry. Anyways. Uh, and so, yeah. So, get moving. It's important. You want to move. You want to incline, right? You want that positive momentum. And nothing is as bad as it is. There's always another option. There's always... There's always something else you could do. I think that's true, too. Um, doesn't mean it will be easy. There's things that are easy. There's things that are hard. There's things that are impossible. Most things are hard, thankfully for us. And um, I would also say that there's also three levels of... There's also levels of, of motion. Um, not just within positive, negative, and neutral. So with positive emotion there's three levels there's good great legendary and then for in terms of stagnant motion or neutral motion it's exist 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 and then we have three levels of negative motion would would which would be bad worse ugly <laughs> so that's uh, those those are the levels there and um you know it's i think it's I think that's true because the more momentum you get, the worse it gets or the better it gets or sameness. But even sameness goes down over time. You know, even staying the same every day, you're still dying. You're just dying and you're just dying in a more 
you're you're dying in a in a more uh, uninteresting way. At least when you're declining, at least it'll be epic and horrible. <laughs> if you're just neutral, it's like you're just dying, and it's like you're doing nothing. You're just you're you're just absolutely paralyzed. You know, it's like it's the worst way to die. If I'm gonna die, I want it to be epic and terrible. <laughs> well, no, I mean, if I want to die, I want it to be great. I want it to be spectacular. But uh, anyways, I hope to live long. <laughs> um, also, like, you know, when it comes to greatness, even, you know, as a label, it is so overused and degraded. People say, oh, man, that guy, man, that fighter, he's great. Oh, that tennis player, she's great. Oh, that football player, he's incredible. He's great. It's like nobody's great, bro. Like greatness is, is it's time times effort times talent. Sometimes. You always hear about that. Oh, I'm not talented. I'm obsessed. Quoting Conor McGregor again. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm quite disappointed in Conor McGregor. I really am. You know, he used to be, he used to be the man. He used to be the man. And now he's just, you know, he's just, I don't know. He's this little rich weirdo. I don't know what he's doing, but it's just, home, homeboy needs to just get his act together. Let's just say that. He needs to get his act together because he's acting like a, he's acting like a damn fool. I got to be honest. Anyways. I would, listen, I used to be a huge Conor McGregor fan, but, you know, his time has come and gone, and, you know, anyways, that's, that's, that's outside of what I was talking about, but in terms of being great, that is something that's evaluated at the end of one's life, I think, you know, I think we're way too quick to say all oh, this, you know, you know, so-and-so is great, when they haven't, you know, it, it say, you, okay, you can even say excellent, right, so, oh, that guy's excellent, yeah, he gains the status of excellence over years of doing his craft, right? Over maintaining the standard. That's how you earn excellence. You don't earn excellence because you woke up early twice, uh, two days in a row. You don't earn excellence because you went and worked out. You did something good. You did you, What you did was you, you were able to... You're going in the right direction. You could think of it like that. You could think of it as building a house, right? You're, you're laying the foundation. You're putting brick by brick, but you're not excellent yet. You're excellent once the house is completely made, right? You have the living rooms, the bathrooms, the attic, the pool, the view, everything. It's an excellent home, or in this case, a million dollar homes. We have a bunch of million dollar homes down here in uh, South Florida, um, which are all really nice. One day, one day, I swear. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, so you know, all right, guys. So I'm gonna end it there. It's uh, this this has been a, a good one, I think. I hope you guys found interesting, uh, found some insight. Uh, please remember to like sending questions for the show, things you want me to talk about, questions about the stuff we covered today. Um, I'll be you know Twitter, Instagram, so. You guys can reach me out on my Instagram on this is Mateo Hernandez and my Twitter is I am MH022. So it's lowercase I, lowercase A, lowercase M, capital M, capital H, the number zero, and then two two. Okay, so that's the Twitter. Um, that's my Instagram. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had a fun time producing it. Um, I think these, I hope you guys take some time to think about these things. Uh, 
and to and to also reflect on what you're doing in your life and who's around you and where you want to go and also be confident. I know, you know, confidence we'll save that for another episode, I think, because confidence is something that I've struggled with. And I think you gain confidence every day you choose to wake up and you go confidence is is waking up and staying in motion and giving it another try. Right? Just move. Make movement. And don't settle. I think you should fight like hell for what you desire your life to be. You should fight like hell. And suffering permeates every aspect of life. And it's good because it gives us an opportunity to be strong. It gives us an opportunity to figure out what we're made of, what we can take. And obviously, you know, my generation, Gen Z, Generation Z, you know, we have, and the the generations coming up, we have a lot of challenges. We have a lot of things to fix, you know? And we need strong leaders. We need, we need good people. We need smart people. We need capable people. And I think it's important to to stay on your path, keep walking, keep getting up, try again, try again for everyone, girls, boys, everybody. This message is for everyone. And stay hopeful. Stay hopeful. There's I know there's a lot of negativity out here in the world, but please stay hopeful. And it's very hard, but ever since I was little, you know, I nothing but love for people and I, I, see, I see what people are capable of and I know people can do good because we are good we're good and evil and I think it's always it's always a better choice to do good to help others when we can and it's harder to it's harder to attain and retain the good in life because there's so much evil everywhere. It can be overwhelming. And I just want to say that we must make meaning in our life. We must carve out the value, what we value in life, and hold on to what's dear. We hold on to what's dear and precious because that's the only thing worth holding on to. It's not worth holding on to resentment, bitterness. And it's understandable why people are cynical and jaded because people misuse and manipulate each other. And that's terrible. So anyways, um, I'm going to close it out, okay? Because I keep going and going and going. I'm not going to keep going and going. I'm not going to keep going on and on and on. So this has been real. This is True Origin. I really hope to get more episodes out, get some guests on here for you guys. I hope you guys have a fantastic uh, day. Morning, night, evening. I don't know where you guys are from. There's probably people from all over the place. So have a good day. I'm out.